Welcome to The Marissa Morrison Show, where you'll discover your inner power to create the life you desire. I'm Marissa, and I began my business as a 19-year-old, single mom, broke, and in college. Today, I run a seven-figure business that teaches entrepreneurs how they can have it all without the frustration and overwhelm. Abundance, peace, joy, and overflowing love are available to you. And I'm here to show you the way to a richer, more vibrant life that radiates into your business, bringing you higher profits and profound fulfillment. You see, when you connect with the miracle that is you, you become an unstoppable force that doesn't need to push for success. Consider this an invitation to step into a new world of possibilities, empowering perspectives, and radical breakthroughs. Buckle up and get ready to see the world around you in an entirely new light. This is your life, and you don't need to wait to experience your dreams. It all starts now. Hello, gorgeous soul, and welcome back to another joyful conversation here on The Marissa Morrison Show. This is a conversation that I feel like needs to be had. I also happen to feel that way about all the episodes. (laughs) Everything that I share on this podcast is because I feel like it's something so needed in our lives, especially as women. And if you're here, I know it's because you want to increase intimacy. And so today I'm going to give you three communication strategies, skills, angles to kind of carry with you in your relationship. And these communication shifts are going to really make a big difference in your relationship. And so for me, it has also been true. If you don't know my story, you know, you can definitely go back through. I have my entire life story here on the podcast. But one thing that Devin and I faced was whenever he had his traumatic brain injury, he went from one version of himself to another version of himself within 12 to 18 months is when it became really clear to us. And I had a moment myself where I just realized that I had to let go of trying to get the old version of Devin back. You know, like that was never going to happen. I had to accept Devin where he was and in fact, fall in love with him all over again. And this really could be a conversation in itself about traumatic brain injuries and how it affects the person. But the way that I like to say it is he really was the same person, the essence of him. It was still my Devin. But the way that he responded to certain circumstances, the things that used to bother him versus the things that had bothered him now, everything about his preferences shifted. And I had to really relearn him. And it wasn't overnight. Again, it was kind of like over a 12 to 18 month period. So it was was really challenging for us in our relationship. And being a transformative mindset coach I have coached so many women across the past eight years. I have helped women in their relationships because very naturally in business, your relationships will impact your business and vice versa. Your business will impact your relationships. This wasn't a topic that I was unaware of. I had read many books. I had had many conversations. And if you know my story, I had actually been divorced twice. So I had a lot in my toolkit in terms of navigating our relationship and making sure that we grew together through this experience. I'll never forget looking on a um, YouTube video about traumatic brain injuries. And it said that most of the time 
the family dynamics totally crumble and fall apart. You know, the person kind of pushes everyone away. And I just remember sitting there. And of course, I hadn't watched this until it was like 12 months after the, the fact. To be honest, the doctors didn't tell us to expect anything. And I just was like, that is not going to be our family. I remember having a very clear moment, a soul decision that this was not going to be us. And I'm so thankful to be here today. His traumatic brain injury was three and a half years ago. And we are in a really awesome place. But I believe it's because of the three communication styles, strategies, whatever you want to call it, that I have really incorporated into our relationship. And a lot of these I was doing before. But after all of the things that we've been through, really activating this now, it has been totally healing to our relationship. It makes me feel seen. It helps him feel understood. And I feel more whole in our relationship. And I know he does too. And so in your journey, if you are looking for intimacy in your relationship, this is going to really make a massive impact. Not only that, but there have been studies done on these specific tools that I'm going to give you today. And the results have been astounding. And so stay tuned. We're going to dig into these three communication skills and so that you can kind of self-diagnose where can I make these shifts in my relationship? How am I communicating in a way that is kind of dominating the situation and really leading to this separation? Because one thing that I can tell you in a relationship is that the culture of the relationship, the overall environment, the feeling of the relationship entirely is not due to one person. It is a culture that is created by two people. And I think that's the first thing to realize in a relationship is that it's not just about how the other person is hurting you. It's about how are you responding to that and how is that fueling what comes next? As we come into this conversation, I want to encourage you to come in with an open heart and an open mind. You are likely coming in with possibly some hurts and some pains, and I just want you to know that I see you in that and that I honor you for being here. I think that you are really taking a stand for your relationship. And even if you're just like, you know, we're in a great place, Marissa, but I just want to get closer. I just want to have more juice in this. Then you're in the right place. Because what I'm going to give you has so much power to open up your partner in a way that you didn't even know was possible. Okay, you're going to be pretty surprised if you're not doing these three things and you start doing them today, give it some time. But you're going to be like, okay, tell me more, Marissa. Give me more of this juice because it is working. All right, so go ahead. Let's do our presence practice. Just taking a deep breath. Coming into this moment, go ahead and notice the colors around you. Maybe there's trees or maybe you're inside and the wall is white, a piece of art on the wall. Wherever you are, just kind of notice the details around you. Notice the textures that are touching your hand. If you're driving, maybe it's the steering wheel. Go ahead and notice your weight against the seat or if you're standing, your feet against the earth. And really relax your shoulders. Relax your forehead. Just come into this present moment of now, okay? Go ahead and let go of all the things you got to get done, all the people, all the responsibilities. Just come into this conversation 
it's you and a girlfriend, which is me. <laughs> we're hanging out and we're going to have a good time. All right. Okay. So now that we are present with one another and we are really looking to gain as much as we can from this conversation, I'm going to go ahead and start unpacking this with you. The first, and look, there are so many different communication strategies and skills, um, styles. I really need to come up with a name for this, don't I? Because <laughs> I feel like I could create a course on this, you guys. Like, honestly, these shifts in the way that you show up as the woman has the power to bring so much vibrancy and richness into your relationship. If you guys like this, let me know. Maybe screenshot this, share it in your story, DM me. Let me know your biggest ahas because I can create so much more like this when it comes to relationships. Okay. Now, in this, the first communication, and again, I have so many. This is not the top three. These are just the three that are present in my mind right now that I really want to unpack with you. Okay. So there's lots more. Number one in this list is always, always acknowledge the good, no matter what. Okay. And so, one practice that you can do is to sit down and write out the man that you desire. What does that person do for you? How do they respond to you? What are their characteristics? Get really, really clear about this man. Obviously, you are already in a relationship. And so, Perhaps that man is not doing those things, okay? But just in your own mind, what would that perfect picture look like? Now, what you're going to start to notice is that your man will do some of those things, even in the slightest. And when that happens, celebrate him. Really acknowledge those moments. Like, let him know how much it means to you to see him acting in that way. And so maybe it is something as simple as kissing you before he leaves. Every time he does that, send him a little text, maybe even send him a little picture, you know, depending on where you are in your relationship, of course. But like really reward him for acting in a way that fills you up because that is helping him to learn, hey, when I act this way, she really notices me. And the male is in his masculine and he likes to be noticed. That is for sure. The woman is in her feminine and she loves to be marveled at and to be cherished and directed and guided and protected. And so when we allow ourselves to be in our true feminine energy, we can really allow him to be in his Role Because if you think about what you really want from him, it is likely aligned with the masculine. And I really feel like I need, I'm already like, okay, I got 10 episodes just from talking to you already. <laughs> We've got to dive into this so much deeper. But for now, one thing that I want to share with you is in this, you can add this strategy in whenever you have a critique to give, if he's doing the dishes and he's doing it in a way that just like drives you crazy. If there's something he says that really offends you and you've asked him not to say it, you know, anything, whatever it is, doesn't matter. You have a critique to give him. I want you to, before you give the critique, don't let that come out of your mouth without first finding something positive to say. So you always want to acknowledge the good. When you do, you open his heart 
and his mind to be ready for critique. No one likes to feel attacked, and especially in the masculine, when you as the woman come to him telling him that he did something wrong or he better not do it that way or you know he's so wrong in his perspective, he is not going to feel valued or respected. And so in order to really connect with him and bring more intimacy, you have to approach him with a positive gift, you know, acknowledging the good. If you can find one thing that he did that was positive that day and acknowledge that, you know, I remember whenever, like, for example, and of course, this is creative and business, but if I had something for Devin, whenever he was doing filmmaking, he would have me watch the videos back. And this is just creative. This isn't even really like specific in our relationship, but this is a really great example. If I had a critique, you know, I thought a different shot should be there. You know, obviously he spent hours on this and he's put his heart into this. I'm not going to just tear him apart and be like, that's not good. Here's what you need to change. It goes so much further to say, wow, you know, being honest, but you know, wow, that this is, I think this is your best film yet. I am so impressed. I really love this one section. That was my favorite part of the whole film. But I did notice this one shift that I think would also make it even better. That goes so much further. It touches his mind in a way that he is more open to receive than if I just go, you know what, that one part, like that didn't flow really good. I think you should just change it. And then I walk away. <laughs> you know, and I mean, this may seem obvious, but you would be surprised. This is not obvious. And a lot of women struggle with this because for us women, a lot of times we feel like the man could do so much better or could treat us in a way that we really desire. And ultimately, if you want him to show up in a certain way, you have to begin to mirror that for him. And one way of doing so is not only in your energy, okay, which is your body language. You know, your communication is not just your words. It's your body language. It's the way in which you interact with him. It's the energy of you. And it's a total picture of how you are coming across. And when you are desiring a specific reality with your partner, your spouse, whatever it may be, you really have to help build that culture. And the way that you do so is acknowledging the good things that he does. I would say even more than the bad. The more that you acknowledge the good, and you also are sensitive to his needs and you're providing those with love and compassion, the more that that love between you two will grow. Now, I'm not going to stick on that, that one forever. Again, I feel like we could sit on this one topic for you know an entire episode, but I'm going to move on to number two. Before I do, I just want to let you know, I want you to be open to this in terms of like acknowledging the good before you give the critique. It's not about people pleasing. This is not about like trying to make yourself something different than what you are. It's actually being more compassionate and loving. It's about understanding how to communicate in a way that is nurturing and compassionate for your partner so that you can grow together. Because whenever you see it as that, then of course you naturally want him to feel seen and understood. And that's what you're doing whenever you're acknowledging the good before you offer a critique. And again, even whenever you offer the critique, you want to resolve your inner environment before you do so, meaning you don't want to give them the critique 
being angry. You know, like that's not going to be received very well either. Which brings me to number two. Don't make it about being right or wrong. Make it about love, baby. Okay. Now let's dig into this together a little bit. Okay. When you feel like he has done something wrong, it is so important that you really try to, first of all, reflect inwards. What I have found with Devin is that many times if I'm offended or if I'm hurt, it actually has more to do with me than him. And in that, when I realize that it's more about me and why am I responding this way, I then can see him for who he is and where he is, which means I can kind of put myself in his shoes. I can see where he's coming from. I could see why he would say it that way or what his perspective was. We're not justifying if a man is abusive or anything of that nature. There's certainly a line in which you know, things are not okay. And there's a boundary crossed. But for the most part, you know, when little kind of disagreements come about or, you know, you really disapprove of something, before you share that disapproval or before you create a demand, before you kind of jump off and really share how hurt you are and how wrong he is, whatever the case may be, it's so important to make your internal environment your highest priority. And so the only way to build true intimacy is through you being your own entity in the sense that you are navigating your internal environment in a way that signifies that you value it, meaning that you take care of yourself first. And when you do so, you can show up in the relationship through wholeness and The idea is that your partner does the same thing. So he is to take authority of his internal environment and his emotional journey and to self-regulate. Now, you guys actually will self-regulate each other. That's part of it as well. But to get to that place of wholeness and intimacy and rich vibrancy in your relationship, it begins with two people that are whole. You can't have two people that are easily offended, that get defensive, that want to argue, that have the same arguments most couples do all the time. That is not going to lead to this intimacy and vibrancy because it creates an environment of separation, meaning you against me. If I ever sense that coming up with me and Devin, both of us will say it, but we'll say, you know, hey, I know right now it kind of feels like I'm going against you, but I just want to remind you that I'm just offering how I see things, and I'm on your side. I'm not trying to be against you. Like, we're a team, and I'm in this with you. You know, saying things and reminding them of that is important too. I think as long as there's this, I'm right, you're wrong, there's no coming together. There's no mending that until someone sees the other person for where they are. And many times in a relationship, when we expect someone to act how we want them to or how we think they should or how we would show up. You're like, oh, I would never treat you like that, whatever the case may be. We kind of dehumanize that person. You know, there's so much that goes into their past, their experiences, their traumas, their joys, everything that they've been through in this life. 
the way in which their mind analyzes certain circumstances and responds to them is going to be significantly different than you. Even couples that have been together for 20 years, although they become so much more alike, even then they are two unique beings. And it is so important to see them as such, meaning you see him as a unique being. He's going to change. He's going to evolve. He's, you know, for me, Devin transformed in a very short window of time. But regardless, in your relationship, he's going to transform over the period of your life together. Who you are with now is not who he will be. And so we can't really have this expectation of behavior. I think when we do that, we like put them in bondage. And when you release them from that expectation, you really have an open invitation for them to be who they actually are. And so that's the most loving place that you can come from is to accept them just as they are. And so in this number two, just be aware of the times in which you are making it about you being right and him being wrong. How can you, through your language, your communication, your body language, the face you're making, okay, give me a smile, (laughs) how can you make it more about the team, the unity, the harmony? How can you express yourself in a way that first honors your emotional state? It's okay to say, you know, this really triggered me. I'm feeling really hurt right now, but I also realize that it's coming from something in my past, whether you can identify it or not. I know that you probably didn't mean it that way, but I do want to let you know that it I am feeling hurt right now. But I love you, you know, like it's okay to say those things. It's okay to let them know where you are. Like a man in his masculine is going to just want to come to rescue you, you know, like you cannot come at it like, I mean, you can do whatever you want, of course, but if you want intimacy, if you come at the situation like, you know, you've really hurt me and you're so wrong for that, (laughs) like it's just not going to go well. You know, you really want to bring the human essence to the relationship, really seeing them with compassion, putting yourself in their shoes, seeing yourself and making your internal environment your highest priority, meaning you take responsibility for how you are feeling, not just casting blame on him. Okay. All right. Number three, there are times in a relationship in which he will be struggling. He may be, you know, going after goals and they may not be happening and he feels frustrated. He feels down, maybe something financial, physical, someone in his family, whatever it is. If you can see the answer, and you know you want to kind of coach him through it i just want you to know as the woman we are not the ones to fix or to coach him through it i think it's so common to want to fix it because you love him so much i get it i've been there i totally get it and it's not that you aren't there to help encourage him and help him through what he's walking through 100% you can give ideas you can even give guidance you can do the coaching. I'm not saying not to, but there's a time and a place. And I think that it comes with more of a collaboration than a coaching is how I would describe it. It's more like collaborating. But if he's down, obviously he's not in the mood to collaborate. So 
instead of trying to talk him through it, trying to talk him out of that mood, one of the most powerful things you can do to bring intimacy into your relationship is to just sit with him. Allow your presence to nurture him. And this requires self-control, first of all, because it's not easy to just sit and like be present, right? That's not like your natural go-to in the situation when he's down or frustrated. Maybe he's angry, like he's full out raging angry. You can tell him, I'm here for you. I understand how you feel. That is so powerful in making him feel safe with you. And so just challenge yourself with that. Try to speak less in those circumstances and really open the door for him to share. You know, if you need to talk, I'm here for you. I love you so much. I think that's really powerful. If you feel led to say certain things, you know, maybe you need to say something like, I know you're really frustrated right now, but I I know that you're going to get through this. Like, you can say things like that. I'm not saying to just like, you know, shut your mouth, don't speak. That's totally the opposite of what I'm saying. What I'm saying is to be present with him. And many times when we really draw ourselves to the present moment, and, you know, in a sense, you almost want to feel him. How is he feeling? It doesn't mean you just sit there for 10 minutes with him, but maybe you sit with him and you kind of touch his back and you just say, you know what, I understand how you feel. And maybe he hasn't shared the story yet. You know, maybe just say, hey, I know you're going through something right now, but I'm here for you. Just being that space with him. When he's ready to talk, I promise he will. So it's not about getting him to talk, getting him to tell you. It's more about just being a loving, nurturing presence for him in that time. Because we don't have that in our lives. And you get to be that one person for him that sits with him in his frustration, his anger, his pain. And so be challenged in that. You will find that he will open up to you so much more than if you just go in blazing, ready to, you know, win the battle, so to speak. Not that it's a battle, but the battle is to fix him, to get him happy. Like, it's just, it's so much more powerful to just offer your presence. So how are we doing? What do you think? These are three really transformative shifts that you can make in your relationship today that are going to make a massive shift, massive in your relationship. You are going to notice where your communication is more clear, where he shares more, where he's more willing to do the things that really fill you up. And it's really going to bring a lot more intimacy into your life. But there's so much more. So stay tuned. I have more coming in terms of relationships. I am really passionate about this. And I think especially in motherhood, gosh, you combine you know, your relationship with having children and parenting. It's like, oh my goodness, how do you keep it juicy? How do you keep the fire going? And so stay with me. I'm going to continue to give you guys support and guidance in that area. And I just love you so much. And I think that you are so amazing. All right. You've got to see it for yourself and then you can show him and activate these three shifts in your life. DM me. Let me know which one was the most profound for you. I can't wait to hear your stories, to hear your shifts and to see 
what came of it. Like tonight, go home and, you know, try some of this, like give them some compliments and really love up on them. Let go of the things that, you know, we want to fuss about so often. I think it's so easy to get focused on that. But if you really want to transform your relationship to vibrancy and to increase intimacy, then these three things are going to help you. That is for sure. So I love you. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give five-star rating. And it would just touch my heart so much if you would write out a short written review of how this podcast has impacted your life. Because hey, that's how we share the word. That's how we let others know that there is a message here that can touch their life. And that's what this show is all about, touching one life at a time. All right, my friend, be empowered today. You are so worthy, so beautiful. Go out there and be your true authentic self and build that intimacy, all right? Now, it does take two to tango, but you get to start the show. Help him see a new path. And you get to do it through how you show up. It's not just telling him. Trust me, showing him is so much more powerful than telling him because you get to be that energetic beacon of this is how I want to be treated. And I guarantee with time and consistency, he will begin to match and mirror that to you. So stay tuned. I have a lot more coming, but this is all for now. I love and adore you and I will see you next time. Here we are again at the conclusion of another episode. I'm sending you a virtual hug and I want you to know I am so proud of you for staying committed to your dreams. It's all possible and it begins with you. If you'd like to discover more support, visit marissamorrison.net where I have created opportunities for you to connect, expand, and to evolve into your greatest potential. Until next time, friend, I'm thinking of you and sending you all my love.